0: Welcome to Bellwether. Thank you for joining today. Today is a bit of a milestone for me. I have just hit fifty podcasts, and that is a milestone of sorts. I guess it's it's something I'm fairly proud of. So that's good. Um, today I want to talk. It's going to so in that vein. I guess I will I will be a little more more sharing today. A little more vulnerable today. And uh, I was out on a run the other day. And I, I like to pose myself questions when I go for a run. And it, it helps me get through, you know, eight, 10, 12 miles just thinking through why I do whatever I do. And I was thinking back to the Ironman I did. It was about six months ago at this point, um, maybe a little more. And uh, it was my first Ironman. I was very proud of it. I worked, well, I, I didn't work, I worked as hard as I could to get ready for it. Um, I didn't, you know, do this amazing job but I finished it and that's what that's what my goal was and I was very excited that I finished it. And I was thinking about how I signed up to do triathlons this year and they're not happening because of the coronavirus and all that other stuff and so you know my head was just all around that and I was thinking well what did I learn that I can implement today. So you know that's what I thought. What did I learn in the Ironman that you know is really relevant to to today. And I was thinking about you know just the the similarities of of doing a triathlon and and uh, what we're dealing with today, and um, and there's a lot. There, there are a lot of similarities. A lot of things that we have to deal with in, in isolation. And and Ironman is effectively, and triathlon effectively, is a solo event. It's a it's a, a an event for people who enjoy solitude. Uh, and I am I am very much a, a solitary individual. I love my alone time. I love my individual time. Uh, and I I think that's part of the reason why I really like to do triathlons. Um, so I did a podcast on, you know, what I thought I learned about the Ironman it was a couple days after I still hadn't really fully healed. Um, but you know, you can listen to that if you want to know about the actual event and what it is. But today I want, you know, for an Ironman, it's about 140 miles in a day. You're swimming, biking, and running. Uh, it's an undertaking. And, um, and here's what I love about triathlon. What I love about doing a triathlon is that there's this weird juxtaposition in triathlons. The community, the triathlon community, is amazing. Um, very supportive. The other athletes, the fans, the the volunteers. Everybody is just this amazing, supportive community that you actually feel like you're you're part of a team, and that's great. But an, a, a triathlon is a it's a solo event, so you get the juxtaposition of this you know big team, everyone cheering you on. Let's go, go team, go. And it's up to you to swim by yourself, two and a half miles, to bike by yourself, 112 miles, to run by yourself a marathon. Uh, and for some people, you know, they could do that in eight to 10 hours. That's great. Average Ironman does it in about 12. I'm a little below average. It's what I've been told my whole life, and that's okay. But it took me a little more than 12 hours. <laughs> and... Um, and that is a lot of, for people, I think you, I think the limit is 16 hours to finish it. For people doing, swimming, biking, running, 12, 14, 16 hours. And yeah, there are people on the course and volunteers and everything, so you get a little bit, but they're not with you the entire time. Um, and so so for that reason, I call it a, a solo solo event. You have to do the work to to finish an Ironman, to finish a, a triathlon and, and all of that. And so when I think about, Solo event, pure isolation for 12, 14, 16 hours, mind games, solitude, uh, everything that you have to do. Uh, it's very relevant to what we're dealing with today as we sit in quarantine for, what is it, six, seven, eight weeks, who knows, uh, with this big corona, COVID-19, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so uh, triathlons are some of my favorite people to be around. I'll, I'll say this, too, if there are triathletes listening. Um They're the people you want to be, okay? When I think of a person I want to be like, and that's another reason why I keep coming back to triathlons. It's generally a triathlete. Um, They're fit. They're lean. They're very relaxed. Um, And I I think part of the reason they are who they are is because they have to go into their mind to do all of these, these big events. First time I did a triathlon, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. But everyone was so welcome, welcoming, uh, humbling, um, very supportive. Matter of fact, I had a conversation with one guy at one of my races. One of my first couple ones. Turns out he was a world champion. I had no idea. He was just talking to me about, oh yeah, how you doing? Blah blah blah. I wouldn't have known it if someone didn't tell me he was. You know, that's the kind of people that triathletes are, and that's they're good company. They're just good company, and that's why I like triathletes. Um. And doing a triathlon, doing an Ironman is—it's uh, for some, it's—it's it's just a completely life-changing event. If you watch the end of an Ironman, uh, people just come across finish line, they just start breakdown, crying. It's—it's it's very big. It's a big testament to what your physical body can do. Okay, it's 140 something miles in a day. Um, it's a physically taxing thing, but. With that solitude, with that isolation, with being inside of your mind, there's a reason they call it a mental sport. And, uh, when you think about the, the 10, 12, 14, 16 hours that you have to swim, bike and run, um, you have a lot of time to think and a lot of people don't like to think. A lot of people don't like to, I mean, look at any political discussion, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but the reason we don't like to think, and the reason we don't like isolation, at least this is what the research says, is that we don't really want to explore our minds. Um, whether it's the fear of the unknown, the fear of what we might discover, uh, the fear of getting an answer to something that we don't really want to answer. And so the, the mental event of, of doing an Ironman, Ironman event, um, and a long triathlon is, is, uh is is fairly significant so um but most people talk about the race and the 12 14 16 hours of the race but what they leave out is that in order to prepare for an ironman you have to do a a, an immense amount of training where you're also by yourself and you're also with your thoughts uh three weeks before the race you're going for maybe an eight-hour bike ride during the week you're going for 90-minute swims you're going for uh uh four-hour runs when you compile the hundreds and hundreds of hours that you have to train by yourself, uh, it's it's quite a lot of time to be alone with your thoughts, um, and so that's part of the challenge of triathlon. Is 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 figuring out how you want to be with your thoughts. And I dig it. I've learned to dig it and I, I really I mean this gets me it gets me jazzed. I explore in my mind why I do the things I do. This is why I ask myself questions when I go for a run. why I think the things I think, why I believe the things I believe I mean if, when I ask myself sometimes these are heavy questions I ask myself on a run. but I'm not talking to anybody. so I'm having a full conversation in my head about why do I believe it? It's almost like a, an interview you're sitting on the couch. Uh, Johnny Carson sitting there asking you questions. Why do you believe that? Well, this is why, well, what about this? And what about that? Um, and, and so you learn, and next week I'm going to talk about, you know, I I feel like these thoughts, uh, on, on isolation and solitude, I'm going to be doing more podcasts on them next week. I'm going to talk about why I quit drinking. Um, uh, and then I've, I've got a few other ones thinking about, but when you think about, um, you know, some people quit drinking for, for health reasons. Uh, I have a few reasons why I did it. But the reason I got to the, that point was I would say thanks to my training and my thinking about, about it and what it was doing to me and, and what it was doing to my family and what it was doing to my business and, and all of that. Uh, I, I credit my alone time, my thinking time about the person that I wanted to be. And that's that's what we get. I, I am a solitary person. Okay, and 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 I've become. I feel like I've become more solitary because I've greatly enjoyed my ability to think. I've greatly learned to en- enjoy this curiosity about uh, who I am as an individual, why I am as an individual, where it comes from, and my experiences, and and how did that mold me into some particular person? Uh, that you know, as I, I'm on this little rock pebble spinning through, it's very philosophical, and I love it. It's fun. Uh, and so I have, and I have, you know, part introversion, part extroversion, I've got this little pendulum that I like to think about sw- uh, swinging left to right, I, I can get uh, some social time with people, and it's extremely important, um, whether it's intense social time, whether it's with family, friends, or anything, but I have a, I have a cap, and it's got to come back, and I just need to be completely by myself. I need to be completely by myself. Um for, for, a, for a short period of time. And then it comes back and I, I can kind of go in and out and I get my little micro interactions as I work out of the library or I go for a walk around the block and I say hi to people. Um, but we all have different levels of, of social time and thinking time and everything else. Um, and, and, and so that's really who I am. It's, uh, it's a person who loves his solitude, who loves to be alone. Um, and, and I tell you that simply because I've, I love what I'm able to do in my time by myself. Uh, I don't watch television, I don't drink. I do read books. Um, and I, I, it sounds so odd that I just like to think. And how you think, how you figure out your mind is, is how you deal with solitude and isolation. Uh, when, when we' we're, like we're in Coronaville now, And, and it reminds me of, uh, you know, as we think about 20, 30, 45, 60, 90 days in an apartment or in your house, some of us by ourselves, uh, when I think of mile 20 of the marathon of an Ironman, they're they're very similar. You don't know where the finish is. You know, it's a few miles away. Uh, you want to quit. Uh, you want to just get out and bust out and just say, I'm out, forget it. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and, and so the, the similarities are, are pretty intense. And so when I think about, so going back to my training, uh, some of the best advice I received was on one of my training days. And there are so many people, when you, if you wanted to sign up for a triathlon, um, any length triathlon, uh, triathletes are extremely generous with their time. So I have friends of family, friends of friends uh, who had done them, all gave me plenty of time to talk about my strategy, the, the food I was eating on the course and what I was thinking about this and that. Um, and if I didn't have those conversations, I would not have finished. Right. Um, in particular, Albert was this guy named Albert. I know a guy named Albert. Now I do, uh, was extremely helpful. Uh, and it got me through like, I wouldn't have finished without talking to Albert. Albert was just, you know, my guy, uh, he's a, he's a colleague of my sister's, but, um, but the best advice, as I reflected on it, was actually from a stranger. I was out at like 5 a.m. swim time, waiting for the pool to open up, and I just struck up a conversation with the guy. Um, actually, he struck it up. I'm not much of a conversation strike upper, but he uh, he started talking to me about you know why I was swimming, what was I training for, and it turns out he had done dozens of Ironman, like he was a, a real he was a real Ironman athlete, not not like me. Um, and so he didn't really, I didn't. Ask him for advice. We were just talking about it and what I was doing and what he was doing. And um, he said, look, I'll give you a piece of advice. And I said, okay, great. Love advice. And he said, "Uh, around somewhere, somewhere between mile 15 and 20 on the run, you are going to go into a very dark place. And he's like, you can't do anything about it. Let's just know that you are going to be there and just know that it's coming. I was like, all right, super, that's ominous. Thank you, stranger. Uh, no idea who this guy is. I've never seen him again. Um, but it, it it resonated with me, and it, it stuck with me. I told my wife about it. I'm like, this guy told me I'm going into a dark place. This is this is scary. Um, it was the best advice I received. Um, and everybody's different. But the reason it was the best advice for me is that I was prepared for I wasn't really prepared for it, but I knew it was coming which was, you know, I wasn't surprised by it. And fortunately for me, it didn't hit me until like mile, mile 22, um, and I know the exact moment when it hit me, and I only had four miles left. Um, but the fact that I knew it was coming was so incredibly helpful. Uh, and everybody's got different dark places. Everyone's dark place looks different, um, but I feel like there are probably similarities. I, I feel like most people have a dark place. Uh, maybe I'm just a lunatic and crazy. Um, I mean, my dark place, which I go in and out of, um, it, it just has, you know, you, you question your capability, you get these cracks in, and I call them cracks in the foundation of confidence. Um, mine, my dark places are, you know, just kind of sadness. I feel like crazy guilty things for things I never did. I don't know why it happens. Um, It sounds very, it sounds very bad. Sometimes it lasts a couple days. Sometimes it lasts, you know, an afternoon. Um, My wife gets it now. I'm just saying, look, I'm, you know, I'm in one of my places. And she says, fine. She knows it's not her fault. Um, We're able to talk about that stuff. Um, I just get, you know, I have, I have have these feelings of fear and and expectations of failure. And it's just kind of comes and then it goes away and it comes and goes away. Uh, And it's, it's a little worse than just like a, a melancholy feeling. Um, not quite like full blown depression where I'm going to go jump off a bridge. Right. It's not like anything like that, but it's, it, it comes in and it goes. Um, and so, and I feel like other people, it may not be specifically like that, but I feel like everybody has a dark place where they kind of question their ability and, and question their, their confidence. Um, and it, it's, it's disconcerting. It's, it's uncomfortable. We don't like to feel that way. And, um, a lot of times we feel that way because we're stuck in isolation and we're stuck in solitude and and we're starting to think about you know as i think about our, our mental health and i've done a few podcasts on on why we don't like to be alone with our thoughts is because we remember all of the negative things that happened we remember all of our our failures and all of our hopes and dreams that haven't been uh realized yet and so when we think about all of those things there there are choices on on how we can re- how we can respond to it but um, but so that's, that's my dark place. And, and when you hit a dark place on a, on a place like a triathlon, um, between mile 15 and 20, and you've been going for 130 miles and, and you're exhausted and it's my, you're at, on hour 14 and, uh, your body is just saying enough, you know, just shut it down. Right. And sometimes your legs stop working and you have to sit down for a second. And sometimes you're, you're cramped up and, uh, you're dizzy and, Your mind is telling you it's time to just go eat five pizzas and go to bed, like just quit, you know, you're not good enough. And uh, a lot of people will quit at that point, which is uh, just heartbreaking to me, Um, where their mind gets the better of them and say, I can't make it these final 10 miles. Because when you take a look at I've got 130, I have to go another 10. It's another two hours of this. And your body is beat up. And, you know, you're eating your chicken soup or, or, or um, pretzels or Gatorade or whatever they have on the course. Um, and at a certain point, you're just like, forget it. I, I can't do it. Uh, and then on reflection, you just say, I could have done it. Right? You stop. You quit the race. You don't get your medal. You don't get your little T-shirt that says you finished it. And uh, you know that you probably could have if you had thought about it differently. And that's this dark place. Every triathlete gets it. And it's it's a question of, you know, are you capable of doing what you're doing? And are you good enough? And did you train hard enough? And uh, why are you even there? And as I was looking at, I mean, it took me like 13, 14 hours to finish an Ironman. I had four miles left. And I, I had a pretty good run up until that point. And then it just like, bam, wall. And uh, And fortunately for me, and fortunately for my dark place, which I deal with on a regular basis, Um, I deal with it all of the time. Um, my fear of failure and telling people that I couldn't do something is much darker than my dark place. (laughs) And so that's what gets me out. I, you know, the thing that got me to my, from mile 22 to 26, um, was I didn't want to tell people that I couldn't do it you know, I, I run my mouth all the time about how anything is capable. We're capable of doing anything where we, we could do anything we put our minds to. And, uh, for me to go to tell people, yeah, we could do everything we put our minds to, except me, I couldn't do an Ironman. Uh, that fear of telling people that I failed, um, wasn't, wasn't really going to be, wasn't going to help me. So that got me past it. And, um, And so my brain is taunting me, stop! My legs are telling me stop! My back, everything—like you just, you, you do it, and you think about, you think about the end. Uh, Last year, I guess it was Alan Goldstein was a a guest on the podcast. He's a good friend of mine. He's another coach. Um, He's part of a networking organization I belong to. Um, Shared the old saying: when when you are painting a fence. Just paint the fence. And I love it and I've adopted it and I I tell people it, but I always give him credit because he's the one who shared it with me. Um, It's a reminder to be present on what you can control in the moment. And uh, I thought about that a lot throughout the race. Uh, When I was on my swim, it's like an hour and a half long swim and you're just sitting there. If you're not thinking about the swim, you're not going to finish it. If you're thinking about the bike ride or the run, you you have to be aware that it's there. But in the moment, you just have to focus on painting that fence of swimming your 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 two and a half miles. When you're riding your bike, don't worry about your legs on mile ten. You know, be aware that it's coming and make sure that your bike ride is going the way that it's supposed to be going. But you have to figure out how to enjoy your 112 mile bike ride in the moment. Otherwise, you're not going to finish. And that's what I did. You know, at mile 90, I was like, "Wow, I'm about to hit 100 miles. I never have to do that again. Isn't that amazing?" You hit 100 miles. Say, "Wow, only 12 miles to the end." And you break it down, painting the fence in the moment. And that's when we think about isolation and solitude, what are you doing to paint your fence? You know, when you sit and think and say, wow, I've been inside for six weeks. Um, and I might have to do it another six weeks. That's you know, that's depressing. Uh, and that's 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 painful. And so when you think about, you know, there's a finish line, that's what got me. I said, I just have four miles left or 10 miles left, or whatever it is. In 10 miles, I could sit down and eat my five pizzas and go to bed, and it's going to be so comfortable, and it's going to be so nice, and it's going to be so great to stretch my legs out and everything else. Know that there is a finish line, and there will be a finish line um, with corona. There will be a finish line with with where we go from all this isolation. We, we, we No, now they may be moving the finish line right it may be coming you know we may see it on the horizon and they say oh well we're going to push it back another two miles so tough luck um but drawing on on who you are to get to that point know that you will eventually hit it and for me getting out of my dark place is to know that i have to finish something that i start i have to i cannot fail that gets me through to 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 the end um I have a vision in my head. I had a vision while I was going through it of telling people that I had completed it and, and how proud I'd be of it. And, and you know, that's something when you set out to do something and you finish it, nobody can take that from you. And, and we're all going to have our stories about how we dealt with, with Corona and, and isolation and solitude. And, um, everybody is going to have a solitude story and so when you think about how depressing it is or how challenging it is and 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 how difficult it is uh when you think about where you're going to be at the end of it uh telling people the story of what you did with your time is is a good way to help yourself get through whatever it is that that you're dealing with um you know i i i in my head and mile 22 i had to kind of interview in my head jim the ironman finisher and what did I learn and what did I do and how much did you enjoy it and blah, 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 blah. So think of that as your coaching exercise today. Um, there are lessons in your isolation and your solitude and, and everybody's got advice on what you're supposed to do. Um, everyone's just saying, oh, well, just, you know, learn something new. And if you leave here without, you know, learning something new, you failed. Uh, and, you know, those people can quite frankly kiss your ass. Um, how you spend your time is up to you. That's your thing. And this is, you know, the story I told today is about how I'm spending my time. I, 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 am learning new things I'm, I'm doing, but that's, that's me. That's who I am. And that's what I want to do for other people. Um, you can do whatever it is that you want to do. Um, but think about who you want to be at the end. What's the story you're going to tell at the end. If it involves Tiger King, that's cool, man. Everybody else is doing Tiger King. That's, that's fine. I haven't done Tiger King. I don't, uh, all I know is someone fed their husband to a tiger. Um, which I guess is probably the whole thing in a nutshell. Um, but think a year in the future, next year, when the next pandemic comes. Uh, what can you learn for next time? And, and and how are you spending your time? And what do you want to say? And what do you want to tell people? Um, when I answer that question, you know, Jim the finisher, Jim in, in the past, Jim the reflective person, that pulls me out of a dark place. And it shows that there is a possibility beyond the finish line. Beyond the race that we're actually doing, um, and so so that's my that's my my spiel for the week. Uh, Ironman and doing a triathlon, I've spent a lot of time in a in a in a, in, a, in an isolated and and solitude space, and I continue to do it because I enjoy it. Um, there are good things to learn in it, and uh, sometimes you dip into a dark place, and. Um, But there is a a way to jump out of it. So with that, I hope that was helpful. I hope you enjoy my stories, my little uh, bloviating this morning, Um, bright and early at at four o'clock in the morning. It's the only time I can work. Um, So with that, have a wonderful week. Be productive this week. Uh, I'm going to talk more about the things that I've learned about myself, and and hopefully that will help you Uh, next week. Why I quit drinking um, is going to be a fun one. Uh, especially I know that I know you've been stocking up on booze, everybody. Um, so good luck with that. And, uh, I look, have a productive week. Reach out to me, bellwetherhub.com. We're not doing events right now, obviously. Uh, but I encourage you to still check out the website. Um, I'm still running a 5k every month, at least. Um, you know, the first Sunday of every month I do a 5k. It was in central park. Now it's on your own. And, um, yeah, reach out to me if I can help in any way so thank you thank you for listening and I look forward to seeing everybody soon thanks thank you so much for listening now do something for yourself Bellwether is much more than just a podcast join us at bellweatherhub.com where you can read riveting articles view upcoming events and connect with other interesting people I look forward to seeing you out there soon